Welcome back to another episode of the Collectively Coexisting Podcast, a podcast by Remember the Girls. This month, we are featuring Barth Syndrome as part of our Carrier Connections program. Carrier Connections is a program that is sponsored by Horizon Therapeutics, Sanofi, and Ultragenics Pharmaceutical. And today, we have with us Kelsey, who is a carrier of Barth Syndrome. Um, and we're so excited to have her on and have her share her story and how this condition has impacted her life and her family. Um, so I'm just going to pass it over to you, Kelsey. Um, thank you so much for being here. And if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you, that would be great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Kelsey and I am 33 years old. I am married to my husband of almost 10 years. Um, we have two sons, Henry, um, who passed away after birth. And we have Wally, who will be six in December. I am also a nurse that specializes in pediatrics. Great. Thank you so much. So just jumping right into your experience with Barth syndrome, and I'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your son, um, but can you really tell us how this journey started for you? When did you first learn about Barth syndrome and that you are a carrier? So our story is actually a little different. So the start of our story, actually, we didn't know it. it started in 2015 when I got pregnant with my son, Henry. Um, the whole pregnancy was great. And when he was born on November 13th, he, an hour, about an hour after he was born, he coded. His heart stopped and they couldn't bring him back. Um, afterwards, you know, we had asked for an autopsy because he was supposed to be a healthy, healthy infant. Um and what came back was that his heart was four times the size that it should have been and that he was an extreme heart failure, but no one could really give us a reason why. Um, jump ahead into 2017 when I got pregnant with my son, Wally. Um, Wally was born on December 11th of 2017. Um, when he was born, he was pretty much healthy. He had some blood sugar issues that landed him in like the special care nursery. But other than that, he seemed to be okay. Um, about when he was six weeks old, he contracted RSV, uh, which landed him in our local hospital here in Peoria. And throughout that visit, they had noticed that he was having a hard time coming off the oxygen um, more than normal for kids who contract RSV. And they started asking questions about our history and if we had any cardiac issues in our history. And you know, we had told them about our son, Henry. Um, they immediately started a whole cardiac workup, um, and that showed Wally was two in um, heart failure. I think his function was at like 32%, which normal is like 60 to 90. Um, so after that, and knowing our history, you know, two boys, you know, being in heart failure, it's obviously not normal. Um, so they immediately um, ordered a whole genome sequencing, took blood from me, took blood from my husband, and took blood from Wally, and we had to wait seven days. But after those seven days, um, they came back with, I was a carrier for Barth syndrome. And although Henry couldn't be tested, um, it was, you know, 99% sure that he had it, him being in heart failure. So we were two for two. <laughs> wow. And looking back, like, is it frustrating to you, you know, that you kind of, your experience in Henry passing away was just kind of not really looked into? Like, you know, I... I feel like it's so frustrating that, you know, you just were told like, oh, we don't know what the answer is. And like, you could have at least had the knowledge um, and known that you were a carrier. So you could have been more prepared. Um, it seems like Wally was thankfully diagnosed early. So he's able to, mm -hmm. you know, he's, you mentioned, I think he's eight, 
going to be six. Six. He's going to be mm-hmm. six. And, you know, that's amazing. But um, is that frustrating for you that like it took you a couple years to find out? Yeah, it um, we always joke that, well, not really joke, but that RSV saved Wally's life because if he wouldn't have contracted RSV, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, after we had lost Henry, um, they did all this blood work on me, not uh, genetic testing, because um, they thought maybe I had contracted like a virus and then passed it in utero. Um, they did do a little bit of a workup, but without actually Henry being here, I don't know how much they could have done. I'm, I'm guessing they could have ran genetic testing, um, but they kind of just thought maybe it was like a fluke, like I caught a virus and that was it. Um, the only thing that came back positive was um, at some point I had contracted influenza A and I had no symptoms of that, but they thought maybe that could have been the answer. Like maybe his little body just couldn't handle it and um, just caused his whole body to shut down, causing the heart failure. Um, But they did say, you know, the next time I get pregnant, um, we had actually planned on following up with genetics after Wally was born, um, just for just in case purposes, but it was scheduled like six months out. And we obviously we didn't make it that far. We got the answer a lot quicker. Um, But yeah, it was super frustrating because, you know, it's like, did I do something wrong? Did I eat something wrong? You know, Um, I, I mean, the guilt still there a lot but in those first couple of years yeah it was it, it was really hard not having an exact answer especially when you tell your story and people ask well what happened well yeah. I don't really know I didn't know that answer you know he hit he was in heart failure and I don't know yeah and I bet people can make like assumptions and judgments you know when they know nothing about the situation and I think it's really interesting that you talk about guilt in terms of you know did you do something wrong and now you mentioned that you might experience guilt, but it's, I imagine like a different type, like, you know, because you know that it's not something that, you know, that you did or a mistake that you made or anything like that. It's something that you didn't know that you had, um, that you didn't know that you had this mutation. And that's such a common feeling among women in our group who, um, who have children and who have passed their excellent condition down. It's just that feeling of still feeling like, you did something wrong, but knowing that understanding you didn't, but not being able to not feel guilty regardless. Yeah. Like realistically, um, in my mind, I knew that I had no idea. I didn't mean to cause harm to anybody, especially my children, but you know, you just always, as a mom, you're their protector, you know, you're there to make sure they don't get sick and help them if they do. And, um, I didn't have that option with Henry. Like there was nothing I was helpless. It's a lot of helplessness, um, wishing things would have been different. Um, but I do know like realistically that Mm. I didn't cause, well, you know, I didn't cause the disease, but yeah, it's still, it's still really hard. I still struggle with it. You know, it'll be eight years this year. So yeah. And do you know, um, looking back into your family, like, could there have been anyone else that's impacted? Or do you think the condition started with you? Or like, have you been able to determine that at all? Um, so I don't remember when I know my mom got tested. Um, she was negative. And I believe I want to say my grandma, my maternal grandma got tested, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not quite sure on that. Um, my biological dad, he could have had bar syndrome. Um, but he passed away nine months before Henry passed away. Um, so, and he comes from a big family. He's one of 11. 
So I feel like if he would have had it, there would have been Someone some else. other. Yeah. Right. Cause like I was the first one who had a baby who died. Like I have, I'm the first one who has kids with heart issues. Um, so the doctor's genetics are actually saying that they think I mutated it on my own, mm-hmm. which is wild to me. Like genetics is just crazy. I know but, it's so weird that these conditions just can start, they just start completely randomly. And like some people have these long family histories, but then it's like the, it has to start somewhere, you know, um, yeah. has to start somewhere. But in terms of the rest of your family planning journey, has Barth syndrome and finding out that you're a carrier impacted that in any way? I don't know if you've thought about having any more children or if that's been something that you've considered, but has your carrier status impacted that? Um. You know, besides the the guilt, um, that's probably been the hard, one of the hardest parts about being a carrier for me. Um, I always anticipated having a big family, having lots of kids. Um, but with both of my boys had obviously really severe cases. Uh, Wally actually ended up going in extreme heart failure at the end of his first year of life, shortly after his first birthday. Um, he went into cardiogenic shock and we almost lost him. We were actually up in Chicago for five months. We were on a heart transplant list for 41 days. Um, Besides losing Henry, it was one of the hardest periods of our lives. And I think after that, it was naturally, the answer is no, we won't have any more. I just can't take that risk. You know, there's a 50% chance if I have a boy, he could have bar syndrome and a 50% chance if I have a girl, she could have be a carrier and I know it's a personal decision, but to us, I just don't think I could handle it mentally. Um, just leaving it up to God, you know, and then there's the IVF you can do and where they do genetic testing and stuff like that. And, but it's like super expensive, um, like really expensive. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about adoption, but yeah, it hasn't, it has impacted us. Like that's one of the hardest things for me because I want to give Wally a sibling, you know, but I just don't think I could handle if I had another little boy with bar syndrome because some 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 of the bars boys aren't as severe um as some of the others but like I said we're two for two <laughs> our luck isn't very good um and I just couldn't live with the fact that if and this is a personal decision everybody has that makes their own decisions but for me I would feel so guilty if I had a little girl who then was a carrier and she would have to be in the same exact position that I'm in um I just don't know if I could handle that very well Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's also a very common feeling for a lot of women in our community. You know, they don't want to pass down the condition um, either to a male or to a daughter um, who could potentially be a carrier just because, you know, you know how difficult that it is being a carrier. But I think, like you said, it's a very personal decision that Mm -hmm. um, I think it depends also a lot too on different with different excellent conditions, like if there are treatments available, um, you know, I know Bart syndrome has this one, um, treatment that, um, but there's the issue going on with the FDA, not mm-hmm. reviewing. Yeah. Um, but the other than that, you know, that there's no other options. So I think that, you know, that's also such something to consider with Bart syndrome being a really like severe and often terminal condition. Like, you know, there's so many things that you need to consider, but, um, you know, I know that I'm sure, and I hope that your partner, you know, has been really supportive and, you know, that you've come to the decision, um, together and that of course, you know, 
the future, you know, things can always change, but so frustrating how IVF with PGT has, it's rarely ever covered by insurance. It's like $25,000 for even one round. And when you're like us and you carry a condition that has a 50% chance, you know, that knocks out a bunch of embryos that could potentially mm-hmm. be used, like it, it makes the chances of us getting one that's that's usable to be implanted, like even lower. And then that could mean that you have to do another cycle and pay it all over again. So it's just, it's ridiculous that it's not covered, but. Yeah, it is, especially for, you know, people like us too. I mean, we don't really have a choice. I mean, we have a choice, but I mean, my theory is they won't pay for it, but you encourage us to have another kid with the syndrome and you're just paying out that money too. Like, you know, right? Yeah, and like way more expensive. <laughs> like, if, you know, if they need, for the care that they need and like the treatments that they need, like it really doesn't make sense. Like financially, like you would really think that, you know, that they would want us, yeah, to, to utilize it. And like a child that doesn't have it, it doesn't make any sense, but um, what does the term carrier mean to you? And I know that you talked a lot about guilt, but I was wondering if you had any other thoughts sort of about what it means um, to be a carrier of bar syndrome or an X-linked disease in general. Um, I think the word carrier, when I think about that word, I think about, you know, carrying what feels like the weight on my shoulders, the world on my shoulders. Um, you know, if it wasn't for my genetics, my sons wouldn't have such a deadly disease. So obviously we talked about, there's a lot of guilt there, a lot to carry in general. Um, not just the fact that our genes are defective, but everything else that comes with it. Um, so obviously that's something that I will have to carry for the rest of my life. So when I think about carrier, I just think about the guilt and um, just everything falling on my shoulders pretty much. Yeah, definitely. And if you could go back to before you knew about bar syndrome, so um, before, before Henry was born, even um, was something that you would tell yourself knowing what you know now? Oh man. I would probably tell myself to buckle up. (laughs) The road is about to get bumpy. Um, But no, I would tell myself, you know, you're stronger than you think. And even even though your world's about to change, um, you'll come out the other side a different but better person, a stronger person. um, And that you can do anything as long as you keep fighting and don't give up. That's amazing. And I know that you are part of, you know, the bar syndrome community and connect with other families and carriers, which is so amazing. Um, but I wanted to ask um, why you joined Remember the Girls and connect with other carriers of other X-linked diseases similar to Barth. So I had actually never, I had never heard of Remember the Girls before. Um, I happened to cross, um, come across it from um, Christy, another mom who has a little boy with bar syndrome. Um, but I just remember, and I've never seen a group like it before. Um, normally it's groups about the actual syndrome and um, not the people that carry the gene or whatever. Um, so for me, I know this life can be really lonely at times because there's not a lot of people who understand, um, not that I would want them to. So when I came across Remember the Girls, I remember thinking that maybe I could have a sense of community uh, you know, people to lean on and people that can support me and I can support them. Um, it's nice reading stories and talking to people who understand um, on a more of like a personal level. Um, 
just helping ease that loneliness, you know, just knowing that there's people out there that um, get it and they understand. And I'm not just some random person standing, you know, on a mountain with this crazy genetic defect in the gene or whatever. Um, But yeah, just a sense of community. I'm so glad that you found the group and that, um, that you feel that way. And yeah, I feel like, especially probably coming from, I know bar syndrome is an ultra rare condition. So there's really not you know, a lot of you in the community that are impacted. So, but seeing Remember the Girls and seeing that there's over a thousand members and they're all, you know, carriers or females with X-linked diseases. Like, was that surprising to you to see like that there were so many women or? Yes, actually, yes. So our bar family, we are very close and they all, you know, they, they understand, you know, about the syndrome and stuff. And not all of them are carriers, which is crazy to me. Um, but yes, I don't think I've ever met or talked to anybody besides my birth mom um, that have had some X gene linked, you know, being a carrier of that. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that until I came across your group. So that was actually really surprising. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's surprising for most people. I mean, it, it even was for me when, you know, before I started Remember the Girls, when I first you know, I knew that ALD, the condition that I carry was X-linked, but I, I didn't know that there was, that meant there was other X-linked diseases. Like I hadn't heard of another X-linked disease until like 2016, maybe. Um, Cause you, you know, it's not like you're told like, oh yeah, this is one of like many X-linked disease, you know, like you're mm-hmm. just not told that. And like, you're going to be researching bar syndrome specifically. And like, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't really come up that there's all these other excellent conditions. So I think that's such a similar experience that a lot of women have when they join their group. It's like not even having known like that there was in our group, I think there's about close to 50 different ones represented, but there's actually thought to be a few hundred excellent diseases. A lot of them are ultra rare. Um, but yeah, it's just not something like that a lot of us really know until we find it. And then it's like super eye opening. Um, but something that we ask all of our interviewees at, at the end of the interview is just what is one word that comes to mind when you think of Remember the Girls? Relief. Um, relief knowing I'm not alone, that there are others out there. Because like you said, I, I don't think I ever even put two and two together that there may be other X-linked diseases out there um, until I came across your group. I mean, obviously, if I really thought about it, I would realize there probably are. Um but yeah, just relief knowing that there's other people who understand. Perfect. Um, thank you so much, Kelsey, for coming on here to share your story um, about how bar syndrome has impacted your family. And thank you so much, you know, for being an advocate for your community and for carriers of all excellent conditions. Um, but thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you for having me.